This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Thank you for listening to us. It is part two of Kurt Angle. This one's the TNA years. We are past Kurt Angle having hair and learning how to wrestle and innocence. Now it's the weird years of Kurt Angle, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, this is the wild. This is the wilderness years of Kurt Angle. This is this is when he becomes the fucking the world of wrestling's biggest cuckold. This is when he talks a <laughs> lot about loving black women. Let me tell you, he loves black women. This and is he when is he, able to expl- he gets charged with uh, a insane amount of DUIs. Like <laughs> I, f- I forgot that he only has DUIs. <laughs> if, he, if he was Raven, if he was abyss Raven would be the DUI. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, it's just, the TNA, his booking in TNA literally is this. It's like, shows up, shows mouth guard, fights guy, starts faction, leaves because his neck is broken. Yeah. See you soon. <laughs> and they caught him with steroids, and his explanation was like, well, I need them. <laughs> look at my, look at me. I need them. Yeah. It, like, I watched his Hall of, by the way, I've watched his Hall of Fame speech, his eyes, I have never seen vacancy in a man's eyes who's definitely walking and using a live microphone more in my entire... Like, I'm like, well, this guy... This guy is going to die ugly. Oh, man. And I have never seen... Like, the fact that he's, like... Apparently, he's... Uh, if he passes some, like, health tests, they'll let him wrestle in the ring. And it's like, I've never seen someone more visibly concussed than Kurt Angle. I don't know if it's just, like... Maybe it's his piercing, beautiful blue eyes, or maybe it's the fact that, oh, I don't know, he's going to murder his wife and kids in a year? (laughs) Man, 14 years ago, they were like, this guy's got to retire. His neck is just there for show. And the fact that he's still like, I would like to wrestle, please. Next to Daniel Bryan, who's like, I can't, I got a fucking a lesion one place in my brain and you're going to let wheelchair man pill addiction <laughs> in the fucking ring and I can't fucking leg drop a uh, fuck you. I'm going to new Japan. Um, oh man, please it's just go to new Japan. Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. See, it's okay. He can wrestle. Those concussions don't matter. Oh, he's dead in the ring. Yeah. They put uh, him in with Minoru t- Suzuki and he just punted his fucking head for a month. <laughs> Kiji Muda, for some reason, actually broke a blood vow, showed up in New Japan, and ate Daniel Bryan. <laughs> this is a stabbing match. What happens is Kiji Muda <laughs> gets a knife. Daniel Bryan is going to be stabbed. We make no mistakes. This is just to murder him. Why is Stan Hansen here? Oh, my God. Stan Hansen, has, he's, he's duct taped his eyes shut, and now is just layering Brie Bella's baby through, <laughs> through Daniel Bryan. There is no per- Why is Kenny Omega jacking off? What? What? Why are they stapling Vince McMahon's face on it? And they're all taking turns taking a shit on it in the shape of the Balor Club logo <laughs> because they somehow don't think that that's a copyright violation. <laughs> that's pretty funny like, that they can just do that. But I mean, that's what WCW did with like uh, he's not Earthquake, he's Avalanche. You know what I mean? 
They really threw, they really made a doctor zip. No, 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 no. There's one thing where it's the avalanche. They all did that. Like he's Ric Flair. He's not explicitly the nature boy, but he is got butterflies on his robe. There's another thing where it's like, it's not the bullet club. It's the Balor club. What's the difference in the logo? Nothing. Shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but doesn't, um, Balor Club Bullet Club is uh, like the only wrestling company in the world that kind of does that. They did uh, have a bit of a problem with that with the Hardys, right? The Hardys coming over with the broken gimmick. The TNA apparently tried, which is weird because TNA in the entirety of their promotion, which we will be talking about because Kurt Angle was in TNA for fucking nine years. He was in the Fed for what six six seven no eight years he was eight years it was an eight-year contract he had one contract okay so he eight years in the fed nine years in tna and i honestly thought if we wanted to we could probably have done two hours or even two episodes on his fed run um but this tna episode (laughs) is gonna be us it's gonna be because i'll be honest i remember the first part of him uh, in TNA was like a lot of buildup because this is you have to understand the biggest moment in TNA. It's the only time that that company turned a profit in the year 2007. Yes. And it was in great deal part that they brought in Kurt Angle. They did the thing that everyone has ever said about competing with WWE is like, just be different. Don't do the same thing they do. And everyone's like, I don't know this guy. He can, he can kind of rap like John Cena. So we're going to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we're going to bring Hulk Hogan in and then he's going to be against an invading force. No, 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 no. I'm going to fuck Kurt Angle's wife, even though I'm the co- head of the company. No, 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 no. Like this was the only time when TNA was going well. This is the only time and place where you can be like Jim Cornette doesn't know what he's talking about. No, Jim Cornette. This, when him and Dutch Mantel were in charge of the booking in TNA and very briefly, Vince Russo was only allowed to work on interviews and Jeff Jarrett had to approve everything and it all was fine. The build for Kurt Angle was fucking amazing. They were like, it's the new signing. You know who it is. Uh, yeah. And then they wouldn't necessarily say it. And then they announced him fucking coming down on a pay-per-view um, which is fucking so good. And what WWE for some reason still hasn't learned this, which is like, all right, if you don't think ratings matter, if you have the network do shit on the pay-per-view, why the fuck are you right? debuting Nakamura on SmackDown? They're only when you saying, had Na- they are only saying ratings don't matter because ratings are in the shitter. And yeah, they're debuting. I mean, I'm not going to split hairs about that Nakamura fucking bad fucking debut. Was Allow me to do super it. Fun. I love the debut, but what would have been better is Shane McMahon walking out and being like, hey, AJ Styles, I can't beat the fuck out of you, but this fucking kitchen over here can. And then the ring, me, 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 violin and fucking a bunch of weird Michael Jackson kicks on fucking AJ Styles' face. Uh, <laughs> fucking imagine. I guarantee that no one would be talking about how much everyone wants to take a shit on Roman Reigns' chest if they were like, yeah, that's good, but we got the Hardy Boys and Nak. Nakamura came out in the first match and fucked up AJ Styles. I can't wait they for fucked him up. Nakamura to job to Roman Reigns in five minutes. I can't. Oh, I can't wait. I can't. cock my fist like it's a gun and uh, love every fucking second <laughs> of it, buddy. I cannot wait for Dean Ambrose to win eight times over Nakamura. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I can't Dean wait for Ambrose. when Vince McMahon... I, for when Vince McMahon finds out that Nakamura smokes cigarettes, I can't wait for when Nakamura <laughs> it's discovered he dances in the ring and Vince is like, no dancing, you're not a girl. Like, do you yeah, understand? Exactly. 
You're Japanese, you smoke cigarettes, and you like dancing? That's three strikes. Get the fuck out of my house. You're wearing red like Linda's pussy. Get away from me. <laughs> Sneezing um, is weak. That's fucked. That That's the most fucked up thing. He's like, Vince McMahon is like a fucking tycoon from the 30s. No, he's not. He's a tycoon from the, the, ni- the, the, the fucking 1770s. <laughs> All right, fine. Use the toilet. Uh, that's Kelly Kelly. I said yeah. use the toilet. Shit in her. She is a she is a utensil for men to use. Kurt Angle, you can't wrestle for my company because your neck doesn't work. Go to the other company and still earn money and be injured nine years later. Come back and make me money now. So, Kurt Angle debuts September 24th, 2006 at the uh, No Surrender pay-per-view. It's yep. one of the uh, first times Dixie Carter appears on camera with well, Jim let's talk to about, announce. Let's talk about quickly. Let's like set the scene here because this really is like, as all things we talk about TNA, it really is uh, blue-balling because basically, like you said, they haven't brought in Hulk Hogan yet. They've kind of just gone on Spike TV and they're like they've done like small teases of Samoa Joe being so Samoa Joe's like they're like Taz Goldberg machine type character, and yeah. uh, they just put him immediately against Kurt Angle, which is like kind of fucked up because this is like wrestling nerds loved the promotion at the time. They're like, oh fuck, this is amazing. But the thing is, they're also like kind of fucking themselves over because you want like obviously you're gonna have Kurt Angle win on the in the first match and Samoa Joe's undefeated so it's kind of like you're just gonna fucking bury your undefeated guy that being said the uh, i disagree Samoa i disagree Joe, on how, yeah. it's but it's how you fucking do it which is yeah. if you a you go okay Samoa Joe is your guy who's going to be around a lot longer he's a lot younger yeah he's going to need to lose to kurt angle but it's how he fucking loses to kurt angle if you kurt angle is way better at playing a fucking heel and he was also at this point becoming really fucking good at being the wrestling machine dick fucking loser yeah. asshole man. They What they needed to do was have him fucking steal the first win and do it in a yeah. way that's slightly fucking like, ooh, that's a bit fucking douchey and build to that him, him be your fucking monster heel champion and have Taz go away for, or not Taz, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. uh, Samojo go away and have to fucking work his way up similar to a, you know, Dusty Rhodes going up against Ric Flair sort of thing. That's what they needed to do. Yeah, just have Samoa yes. Joe beat the fucking shit out of people again. Because that's the other thing is, like, Samoa Joe was, uh, there's, like, a talent for squash matches, and Samoa Joe definitely has it, whereas Kurt Angle is kind of like the dude who puts on the long, like, long-form classics top. No, nah, that doesn't make any sense. Small Joe's as good at squashes because he fucking is a dick and he punts people in the fucking face. And Kurt Angle, like, is a good pro wrestler, so when he German suplexes people, they don't die. <laughs> they don't break all their bodies. That's body. the other thing is that, but at that time of Kurt Angle coming in, of the WWE had built him really well. He left really quickly, was able to debut somewhere else because his contract was so old. He was still working on an Attitude Era deal. So he could basically fucking turn up within a month. They could announce that they'd signed Which him. Yeah, he la- his they, last they match was August 8th. They stopped that after Kristen, uh, Christian. Like, they stopped that yeah. in its fucking tracks. Like, you're like, okay, this guy's going to leave and go to TNA, but in a month. So you couldn't have any, like, visage of this guy, which is really, I mean, smart on the Fed's fucking 
behalf. Yeah, I see the point of it. I don't like it because it's, you know, bad for those wrestlers. But, yeah. you know, Kurt Angle was on national TV, part of the Fed, and in the fucking picture. Granted, it was ECW, but it was the last gasp of the Heyman ECW. So August 8th, he's announced September 24th, 2006. He's coming in with all this fucking heat. They can put him against fucking... Um, um, they can put him against fucking Samoa Joe and build to that. But it's also those things where it's like you could see him against Raven. You can build to these little things, yeah. these little spot things that are main events, put the belt on him and have him be a version of that Rick Flair champion who he always wins, but he doesn't necessarily win strong because you have a variety in um, the opponents he needs to face. This is one of those times where because TNA is such a unique locker room, it's a bunch of guys that he's never fucking wrestled. He's never yeah. wrestled Sting. He's never wrestled Jarrett. And don't feed them, but slowly build that up and then have the Samoa Joe loss once, but then Samoa Joe six, eight months later fucking is slowly working his way and then you build to that at one of their fucking weird pay-per-views that always have needlessly pretentious names like the shenanigan bowl or <laughs> Bobby's wing time. Bound and, for glory. And I mean, it's, a, it's a pay-per-view name generator yeah. from like a text wrestling uh, game. You know? I fucking... Bound, or straight bound up just for sounds glory, like fucking porn. Bound for glory sounds awful because it's not we're glorious now. It's like one day we'll figure this out, but that day is not today. <laughs> Down the line will be pretty good. The pay per view. I never even thought. Yeah. Of, I never even thought of what the implication was. Like, um, eventually this will be fine. Yeah, That's Victory so Road. We haven't. We haven't won yet, but we will. Genesis. Also, the beginning, <laughs> not yeah. the end. Yeah. It's not Destination like X. We're good. It's we like still don't know where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just want to say about the match, though, because the match was great, blah, 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 but, like, I kind of, I, I remember didn't, watching it. I didn't, I didn't like it. Why didn't you like it, John? I really, I really enjoyed it, actually. It's a lie. I really liked it a lot. Oh, don't lie to me, you fucking big-headed piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck don't you. Fuck you. I'm going to lie to me. Um, because here's the thing. I'm going to squeeze your nips and come <laughs> and tell people my cum is your milk, because you are a girl. No touch. Just loads. So, <laughs> so, because I, I just want to talk about this in length because this is the only TNA pay-per-view that I've ever seen advertised. Like, I watched this in a bar, and it's the only TNA pay-per-view I've seen that has been advertised whatsoever in a bar. And Was like, it an actual bar, or was it just you drunk in the daytime, so you told your girlfriend that's where you were? Nobody. This was wall-to-wall. -wall. Everybody's ordering one thing of fries, and... Making it, making very sure that the refills on Coke are free, because mm -hmm. we're gonna be here for three and a half hours, and these waitresses are getting a dollar in a tip. All right, it was that I, time I miss, of wrestling I, party, I, buddy. I miss, I miss Canada. Hey, we're all in our early twenties. Let's go to this bar and anger the staff. <laughs> oh, that was definitely like. So we show up to this pay-per-view, and uh, me, friend Rob, and Jeff, and, uh, <laughs> and the waitress is like, oh, thank, guys, you guys thank God you guys came in. It's this fucking wrestling shit tonight. Everyone here is such a fucking loser. You guys want beers? And we're like, three Cokes, please. And then her face just fucking dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, a little thing you need, to, something you need to know about us. This guy's nickname is Pumpkin, and that guy cries. <laughs> Order of fries, love. Listen, miss, if you talk to him too much or not enough, he's going to cry. So you got to kind of straddle something so I don't have to hug him later. <laughs> yeah. I position. need a couple of. 
I need a couple of things from you. You're going to need to make it aware that you have rye, but do not give it to him. Also, where are your fire exits that are not alarmed? If they are alarmed, I would deactivate those because someone's going to need to do what I like to call parking lot time <laughs> very soon. Yeah, because all right. Um, so, so here's what happens in the match. I just want to summate. Kurt Angle wins, but he also does. So you brought him in as like, this is the fucking Olympic gold medalist. And at this time, also, they have the actual NWA title. So you can kind of skip. It sounds fucked up, but it's kind of almost fine that you skip the lineage. The NWA champion. This is George Hackenschmidt and Ric Flair's title. That you can do that and, and just never mention. Plus, I think the dirty white boy won it and Glacier, yeah. too. But you can just skip those guys and you go right to Kurt Angle and the match is This is good. Dan Severin's belt, everyone. <laughs> Even Dan Severin's fine because he's like a real actual champion. But it's just like when you get like those 90s champions, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. The Mountie won it. Not, <laughs> not Ray Rougeau, the actual fucking Mountie. <laughs> um, Let's never forget the significant title reign of Shane Douglas's dad. <laughs> when he just gave the belt to his dad and the NWA was like, well, that's fine. Yeah. This, this I'm Dennis Carluzzo. Just a fun fact. I've been, doing, I've been reading a lot about... Uh, I've become obsessed with Jim Cornette's career and a lot of his stories of Dennis Carluzzo. It's like... When is someone in the wrestling industry going to point out that they were just friends with a guy in the mafia? Like, that's just every Dennis Carluzzo story. I'm like, oh, so he's a mobster. Oh, okay, that's good. Harvey Whippleman is borderline, like, Harvey Whippleman is borderline, like, well, I got jobs I wanted to transition out of being in the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with, like, Tommy Dreamer's family. Like, the more you're like, just live in Yonkers and are millionaires. Ask us no more questions. You're like, you got it. (laughs) What do they do? Garbage. Um, Yeah. I they have trucks. This one thing really pissed me off. 11 now, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I 2006 mean, is not 11 years ago. Of the TNA way they do things, where it's like, so Kurt Angle wins the match, and you brought this dude in as the wrestling champion, and all oh, this goes back to George Hackenschmidt. Now we have an Olympic gold medalist who, to carry our belt into uh, Millennium, and it's a new Millennium for the NWA. Um, that's great. Um, and but then he does that spot where he tries to hit Samoa Joe with a chair, and then it ricochets off the ropes and hits himself him in the face. And that's like the only near fall spot the Samoa Joe gets, and it's like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you just book like if he's gonna be the wrestling machine, and you're gonna have him put him over Samoa Joe who you've built up, then just have him beat Samoa Joe. Like it's fine. Because that's the thing, like, Kurt Angle looks like a fucking doofus, and Samoa Joe taps to the ankle lock. Like, it's not like you said, it's not like a fucking uh, uh, roll-up, right? And I, it's just like a kind I of like... I should not a, have as many good ideas about how wrestling should go as I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing is it's like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, should not be yeah. as good at fantasy booking as I am. I should not be able to, like, around a bunch of nerds with back and be able to, like... This is how they should do that. And everyone go, you're right. I, that is not, I should be like, how did they do this again? How did these professionals who get paid to run this billion dollar industry figure it out again? Because I couldn't figure it out. I only I mean, cursorily all, know what storytelling is. We all know, like, this is kind of, I feel like talking about this too much. Like, you know one of those shows where you just got to fucking do what the crowd wants because you're getting paid? Uh, not, so, so Not me, like man. Audience... Never been in that situation myself. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, that's my whole life. Uh, but anyway, the, that'd be like if the one person in the audience being like, hey, I know you, man. Why didn't you just do those other stuff I like instead of just calling that woman a bitch in your jokes for an hour? And you'd be like, 
and then just show them the paycheck. Like, I feel like that's a lot mm-hmm. of what wrestling is. But this is one of those things where it's like, it's not a guy going over another guy because maybe that other guy maneuvered a thing or maybe the the head of the company thinks that guy should go over. This is legit like, what, who suggested the... Kurt Angle hits himself in the face with a chair, and why did it happen? It's one of those. Like, you've already made the guy look like a fucking doofus when you're trying to rebrand him as... You're essentially not trying to rebrand him. You're trying to continue his branding as what he was in ECW, which was, you know, fucking the wrestling machine, not even Taz. Like, because Taz was suplex machine. He's not even suplexing people. He just goes for a double leg and grinds his forearm into their face or whatever you want the the wrestling machine to be. End of podcast. Um, So... Everyone, everyone drop your phones like they're microphones. <laughs> so he does an immediate return match against Samoa Joe. Yeah, uh, that, it's not, not, not what you should do, but that's fine. Yeah, he, and this kind of goes into, so now we get into like... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so now we get into like, as you said, he's in the... He's in the locker room with a bunch of people he hasn't faced before. So he's starting to face Sting, and he's starting to face Jarrett. And I think this is like as you said, kind of not an understanding of what made the needle move for TNA, which was just you're you're drawing from a really uh, small base of uh, super nerds who want a specific thing. Why don't you just fucking give it to them? Instead, you beat their hero in Samoa Joe in consecutive matches, mind you. Yes, this whole thing is just... And by the way, keep in mind, uh, the only time they made money with a pay-per-view was that first pay-per-view match. Um, there was a huge. There, I don't know the details, but that's not true. The, the highest pay, the highest selling pay per view they have of all time is the three way with uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher and Daniels, and AJ. Da- da- oh shit! I thought it was that one. I thought it was AJ. Uh, I thought it was uh, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe. I stand corrected. I think someone said that was the only time the needle moved, but uh, also please correct us on this because it was one of I'm, those two for sure. The, ma- the I think, uh, I think, didn't I think move the needs too much. Uh, what? Oh my goodness, I'm <laughs> shocked. So, NWO Sons of Anarchy didn't really fucking make <laughs> everything better. <laughs> the Sons of NWO. So oh, it's uh, so Kurt Angle beats right. Smojo three to two in a thirty man iron thirty minute Ironman match. Ironman. Another annoying an Iron thing match. that they do in TNA. Oh, it's an Ironman. We're many. There's many of us, and we're all made of iron. Oh, we're Iron match. friendly little pieces of shit. Who wants to kiss me? I'm gay. <laughs> Is that your merch? <laughs> it was actually my weird impression of Kurt Angle. Um, I don't know. I just, I love the idea of TNA, but every time we do a TNA episode, we get about to go into break, and I'm like, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> you just, they just fuck everything up. Everything up, like... Because after this, then they go into a fucking, oh, he just like, ugh. Well, because what they do is, Christian has already come over, so I fucked that up too. Christian actually is already over. Yeah, Christian was already there. Because it was, Angle was the third one. Christian Cage was there well beforehand. This is when Christian Cage was fucking great, and no one talks about how fucking good he is. Yeah, exactly. When he first came out, and he was like, yeah, the the badass, like, almost rock-style face, where he like... It, came, it became very clear that Christian understood why people cheered him, and it was just because he was, like, a shitty asshole heel, but, like, for some reason they liked that was good, and then they turned him into, like, a baby face, baby face, baby face, and it kind of lost all steam. But this is... So, Christian is the NWA champ. 
Um, Christian's the NWA champ. He beats Samoa Joe three to two in an Iron Man match, and uh, he loses the match via interference from Tomko because. And that was great. Like, Christian oh, Cage Co- with Tomko was fucking great. Because Tomko, by the way, was his fucking heavy in the WWE. And that's the smart thing. TNA is bring the people over. Keep them together. Just don't mention that. Make them slightly different. And fucking away you go. Just make it a more realistic product. And you fucking got it. Where the fuck is Damian Sandow? And why isn't he still? Why isn't he not doing Mizdow on TNA television right now? <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, uh, so they keep the kind of keep the title off Kurt for a bit, which is great. Um, but the thing is, they're putting him in feuds with... Like, Christian is the one feud you actually are doing a fucking rehash of. Like, exactly like you said, right? Like Put Christian in a feud with Rhino, which has a built-in story and we never saw in the Fed, and they would fucking look so good together. Because, it's again, it's one of those things where it's like, if he's a cocky, dipshit fucking babyface that everyone's still cheering for no matter what, him against a fucking monster like Rhino, especially then when Rhino looked fucking crazy with his weird little legs he looked like a duck person that'd be fucking awesome as opposed to this fucking bullshit oh it's him and fucking Kurt Angle I don't care he's and also reference the fucking fact that they know each other in a better way you can do things of like these are the people you've seen in photographs wink wink they know a guy who's a bit over the edge they used to work for Vince McMahon and were friends and now they're not anymore you never got to see that on that television you get to see it on this television but they don't do that because they're dumb they're bums you're bums (laughs) they're bum bums and that's the thing. Right? I also want everyone like, to remember a... that at the beginning I said that this was the best booking that TNA ever had, and I've now proceeded to attack every decision they ever made. Check this out, TNA Fun guys. I'll throw this out there. Um, so it's just kind of them not really understanding why people watch. Like we were talking about, like you could just put them like just first match, just put them against Jarrett and have them beat Jarrett. But then Triple H Junior. Uh, that's my little fun name for Jeff Jarrett. Everybody tweet at Jeff Jarrett and say, you're Triple H Jr. And then send him a picture of your dick stump. Your dick stumps? Yeah, the stump. Just the start of your dick. Just the root of your dick. Or your vag. Yeah, I don't the- know how a vag works, but I don't know whatever that happens with. Shove send a fucking... Send shove your, your boobie. Shove, shove your phone with mm-hmm. the light on. Mm-hmm. Up your fucking snatch. Ugh. And snap a photo. Set the thing for five seconds. Lube up. Pop your phone in your mm-hmm. vagina. Mm-hmm. Send a. F- Just all pop of your- it in super easy on your wide set vagina. To Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, because you know, our listeners are all wide set vagina people. They know. They fucking. Yeah. Because they you fuck- can't. You can't fuck. have a little tiny loser pussy if you listen to this. Show. No, because our listeners. Why? Our listeners. Hole. Our listeners are size queens and rad dudes. <laughs> Every woman who's, who's listening to this fucking thing has a big puss. Like it's a pussy where you're like, I, I fit right in. Do you listen to the wrestler review? And she's like, Yeah, of course I do. That's also why you have a big dick because you also listen to the wrestler review because our podcast makes your dick big and fat and your load's huge. You guys, need four other guys. Don't even feel it long. So you must be a wrestler review fan. Yeah. Also, because you've I, got a you fat puss in your rule. <laughs> so yeah, you better you you never your name better not be Karen Jarrett on the streets, or we're gonna have a real fucking problem. <laughs> so they do. Kurt Angle's the first TNA champion as well. We should we should say yeah. that. Yeah. Because the, the NWA finally comes to their senses and are like. Listen, we've made some poor business decisions, but we're going to stop being a tax hole for this energy company quickly. Listen, I don't know how to say this, but 
we just realized that TNA might stand for tits and ass, and <laughs> we'll take this title and be giving it back to Roadkill. Thank you. Yeah, um, Danny Doring, a man with morals, will be our NWA champion. Good day, now, sir. Now, excuse Good day. me while I give it to a man whose finisher is called the Bearback. <laughs> is his finisher actually called the Bearback? He had a move. I have to look it up, but he had a move that definitely was just called the Bearback. Like, there's just a bunch of st- moves where it was like, I... he's hitting it from behind. He's got him Bearback. <laughs> I fucking love ECW. I fucking love it. It's I love the, it so much. It was the start of the alt-right. The, um, Nazis, the Nazis were killed. There was about dead air for 50 years. And then in a small bingo hall, Sandman hit a woman with a stick. And everyone, their eyes just went a bit wider. <laughs> I got news for you. I know that you're making a joke. A bit I, with the exception of Paul Heyman being a Jewish person, I think you're 100% right that the ECW arena is ground zero for the alt-right. <laughs> That's but the thing. But Paul Heyman is sign, a classic sign guy man. is Sean Spicer. <laughs> so Kurt Angle becomes the TNA World Champ. He gets the TNA World Belt, which once again does look a lot better than the NWA strap. But it's just like, am I the only guy that loves the look of the NWA strap? Like I really like. I think I just think it needs to be bigger. But I just love like it's a boxing belt, right? Like it actually looks like a belt you would wear. Like it's kind of weird because like box. Wrestling kind of start. It's this is kind of so bizarre, but wrestling the belts around that era copied boxing belts because they wanted it to be real. And now the fucked yeah. up thing is like when the UFC started and all these like MMA organizations. Now their belts look like pro wrestling belts because they're kind of like wanting to be fake almost in a weird way. Like when you see all the like now, especially the post Conor McGregor world, when everyone's like trying to stir up shit, but then in other interviews like that's the funniest thing about the ufc is they'll try and stir up shit they'll be like hey john uh your mom has a big pussy i bet you're fucking mad about it i bet your mom's bad about your big pussy and then in one interview later like literally the next interview they'll be like yeah i mean i just make him a, a bunch of stuff about his mom i really actually get along with that woman we met and uh frankly we're in a relationship that's based on love not physicality and <laughs> the thing they just remember per- about me is I am into two things. I'm into being polite and, of course, also being literally a man who could murder anyone but the people I'm competing against in this, what everyone else calls a sport, and what, let's be honest, is gladiatorial fighting without the last bit where someone loses their fucking life. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, let's, let's, all, let's all stop pretending that Dana White is a reasonable man. Dana White is... Someone who's like, I like what Vince McMahon's doing. Here's the one thing I would do. Make sure people are hurt. Vince McMahon, he's not 100% (laughs) sure people are hurt. I want to make sure people are hurt. If Kurt Angle worked for Dana White, he would literally be walking around with his fucking head in his hands. Oh, what happened? If Kurt Angle worked for Dana White, he would have just been murdered. Like, if Kurt Angle went in the UFC, that's the thing about wrestling where everyone says, oh, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. Kurt Angle has gotten more mileage out of winning an Olympic gold medal than maybe anyone in the world. Yeah, of course, because there's actually money in fucking pro wrestling. Short of one. Think of one Olympic gold medal, though. Think of winning one. Bruce Jenner absolutely was one of like the athletes of a generation. But he and won look a at ton what Bruce Jenner medals. has had to do. Okay, sorry, pardon me. Caitlyn Jenner, look at everything she's had to do to stay in the news. She's had to 
kill a woman. She's had to <laughs> be associated with the biggest gaggle of loser people I've ever seen in my entire life. Her fucking ex-wife, Chris Jenner, when we all get to the next fucking plane of existence and we look over as we're being judged by those that make the decisions, you're going to see a, a large area cleared in the bad zone. And they're like, what's that for? And like, when Chris Jenner gets here, we're going to need to sort some shit out because Chris Jenner <laughs> for sure was at the OJ trial being like, man, if my daughter was five years older, I could have made sure she had sex with that black man filmed it and we would be famous now. Like, do you under fucking stand? <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Oh, I'm best friends with the murdered woman, but I'm sort of fine that my ex-husband who's still raising my kids is the moral support of her actual murderer. Totally cool with that. All right. <laughs> Back to life. I better get a weird short haircut and be the worst. Gotta go. Things to do. I'm gonna... It's so funny that she got famous off a sex tape with Brandy's brother. I don't know. Oh, Ray J? I, I gotta tell you, of all the celebrity sex tapes my personal fave because she I, yeah. just takes it and there is <laughs> that is some of the worst it's sex filled. rhythm i've ever seen in my entire life i've ray j has all right so we did a page episode and we were like it's absolutely a fit they took there is a difference there's literally a difference now we're like kim give head like a fucking shit dick loot. here's the difference kim consented to the release of the tape she profited from the release of the tape as did paris hilton okay here's the other thing i like about the kim kardashian tape you can tell she kind of thinks dicks are gross <laughs> 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 the way she sucks that guy's dick is just like uh fuck i gotta do this for the tape though we're doing this for the tape I've never seen a more obvious forced beach in my life where she's just like, this is, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but I'm an attractive yeah, woman and people need to see this. Every suck you can hear her going, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> Gross. Ka-ching. Anyway, so Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle is the TNA champ, which is great. You got to do it. And then they do this thing where they want to give Kurt Angle every belt because um, this oh. is 2007. And what else is happening in 2007, John? Brock Lesnar has robbed New Japan Pro Wrestling for fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, it's great. And man, what a nice man who's committed fraud. So the complete story here is... Just one sec. Brock Lesnar decides he doesn't want to wrestle in Japan anymore. As I, as I understand it, it's one of those things where you're like, that's your reason. Wow. <laughs> if I remember from like his books like in his book which again i cannot recommend when your ghostwriter is paul Heyman, you're like oh you're just gonna make shit up like yeah keep in mind this story of him getting together with sable is like she didn't want to be with me so i just broke into her house um, <laughs> and that's the way he like made that one okay to print in a book gussy up how we met a bit all right well i beat up her previous husband to the point where he signed paperwork saying she was mine yeah well, let me, all right, let me ask you a question to begin the answer to my question. I'm not gay. Are you gay? <laughs> I would never be that. It's gross. <laughs> I don't do that. When I see pussy, I take it like a man, like an actual we, man. We, we did a Brock Lesnar episode, and let me tell you, that ESPN article is the fucking great. It certainly does come up on, uh, on a, to answer your first question, I don't like gay guys. Ging, 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 ging. <laughs> it's great and just everyone from rural ontario got a little bit harder. 
rural Canada got a little bit. Their dick moved, kind of. It just shut. Yeah, like when a girl starts to make that 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 hand motion down a little earlier than you expected during a makeout session, your dick kind of does that little that little So basically, Kurt Angle in a deal with New Japan because Brock Lesnar is like. Hey, how about I come in for $200,000 per wrestling match? And they're like, that's fair and a good idea. And then they realize this is super dumb. No one cares that much about Brock Lesnar yet. So he does that and Kurt Angle, so Brock won't lose the fucking belt to one of the wrestlers essentially, He'll, but he loses it to Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle is in the IWGP's answer to the Iron Sheik. Basically hands it off to uh, one of their guys. Yeah. And, but at this time, when TNA finds out this guy has the IWGP title, they're like, perfect. And they kind of use the opportunity. And Kurt Angle basically starts to hold like every belt in TNA. Yeah, he is the X Division champion and holds both tag belts very briefly. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Well, they did one really cool thing. They did one pay-per-view where he wrestled in like every match. It's like, oh, it's the wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, which, once again, this is one of those things where it's like, if you're going to have a guy hold every belt, then don't have him, because one of their go-to spots with him until after the Benoit stuff um, was, one of their go-to spots was the fucking, he tries to hit the guy with a chair, and the chair bounces off the roads and it hits himself in the head. Like, don't make your alpha hold all the titles unbeatable a guy dumb also dumb. be like yeah yeah oh but one of his spots is there's pudding in the ring and he can't help but eat some <laughs> <laughs> oh i got distracted because there was a lolly <laughs> chuck liddell i'm gonna absolutely destroy you oh is that is that a furry hat i just have to try it on <laughs> ow i am undefeatable except for my free hat addiction <laughs> You can't beat me in the ring unless you are a haberdasher, and then, ooh, the savings! Unless you tell me to look down, which I will always, and then you punch me. Basically, what they're saying is no one can beat this guy, but he can't figure out how chairs work. <laughs> so they do They do actually a really cool pay-per-view where... Oh, do they? Oh, no, I can't. Can you shut your big, fat fucking head? John is six foot five, and three of those feet are just head. <laughs> <laughs> Two of those feet, you... F oh, by the way, I have a great joke about how my dad divorced my mom because he measured both their heads and was like, I got to get out of here. I got to tell you, I've never been more proud of my career. <laughs> <laughs> he measured both their heads. So you have a joke about... What is that called? What is that called? Eugenic? Yeah, basically. Is your dad into eugenics? Of course he is. Oh, sick. Well, he is a successful uh, Canadian. Yeah, as, and the more I think about it, no one knows what his job is. Back to you, Dylan. <laughs> he, he just is a millionaire, lives in Yonkers, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, yeah, he owns a truck with the Tommy Dreamer family. Oh, so, forget about it, the gabagoo. So we are going to uh, take a break after this short thing. I just want to say this one thing. So they did this cool pay-per-view where uh, Kurt Angle wrestles every match. Not every match, but he defends all his belts. And he keeps every belt, but the X Division title. And the way they do the X Division title change is Jay Lethal beats him, and that's his first match of the night. So they kind of do the whole, like, oh, fuck, can Kurt Angle... And yes, he can. Yeah, he beats uh, he beats everybody super easily. But the, TNA would also have these stupid fucking things where it's like, he's the X Division champ, and he's the world champ, and the WGP champ. Like, that's enough belts? And then they give him both tag titles. They do yeah, I don't understand why they give him both tag belts. Because yeah, that's TNA, the and they're just like, put, put all belts on 
Why don't we put yeah. weapons on him? Why don't we? Because this see, is this is also the time. You see, you know what'll go good with him? It's, it's funny because he only has one waist, but five belts. It's <laughs> wacky. Well, and here's the other thing. This is also the time where it's like, this is the time where Triple H and or sorry, uh, Randy Orton and John Cena are facing the entire Raw roster and winning super easily to build up their matches. So this is not without precedent that precedent, sorry, that one guy could be the tag champion. Like this is also the time where Triple H is like, <laughs> just the tag t- champs have just won a match. Triple H hits his music, pedigrees them super easily, and then is like, "Come out here, whoever." <laughs> I'm Batista or Randy Orton or nobody else, possibly, you know? Yeah, it was a good So talk. it's not without precedent, but it's still dumb-dumb. It's still a dumb-dumb move. All right, so that's... Because the reason I wanted to take a break here is because the next thing that happens is in their very, very long feud, Samoa Joe actually brings Karen Angle into their feud. Why good. is that important? Now, if you've never heard of Ka- Kurt Angle, because... John, go... Karen Angle is Kurt's actual wife. They later have marital problems, and she then takes solace with the owner of the company that her ex-husband works for named Jeff Jarrett, whose wife had died of cancer, and he was like, oh, I need some bereavement pussy. And she's like, that's cool. My husband keeps making me black up, so as long as we don't have to go through that, I'm game. You know, I you, I do like the way Kurt is. Um, uh, ooh, I gotta be honest. I don't know why I like. Him. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh yeah, no. It's yeah. It literally, it's real bad. They they had a very contentious marriage, mostly because she was like, "Hey, Kurt, I'm afraid that you're gonna die," and he's like, "I couldn't hear you over all the pills I just had to take. <laughs> so how about shut it up? Sorry, shut up, I just woman." Liquefied Vicodin. You have to talk louder. Um. All right. So yeah. we're gonna take a break to attempt to make you guys subscribe and buy some of our stuff. Listen right now. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of The Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our website, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. We're back from a break that was super long. Dylan Gott may not have flushed a shit. John Hastings did a comedy <laughs> show and almost jacked off. What's up, sluts? Are your loads fat? Yeah, they are. What's going on? Ooh, almost jacking off. I, almost jacking off. I think the, so, the first half, by the way, set a new wrestler review record for longest amount of time, shortest amount of time covered in the wrestler's career, which was <laughs> 18 months, 44 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, a lot of it was us skirting around the issue because that's really was the uh, that really was the like this is the chance that Kurt Angle had that just time passed them by. Sadly enough, like that was the eighteen months of like, all right, well, they just got Kurt Angle. He was such a like symbol of like that's an A plus talent. That's a like world heavyweight talent guy, 
and they just kind of fucking <laughs> fucked around. Here's the thing I've... And they haven't just win-lose and whatever, so he means less. Here's the thing I've been thinking about, which is this. Why have they never... No company has never been like, hey, Kurt, you're going to go on every talk show and news show and talk about your decision to be a pro wrestler. They've never... Like, do you understand the amount of press they could be like, this guy, this Olympian, a man who shares his fucking lineage with Muhammad Ali and... Nancy Kerrigan has decided and yeah has has decided to be a fucking carnival worker. But that's like and he's Olympic gold medalist too. He's of stature, you know? He's not like uh other Olympians where they were like, "Oh, we did good." He's not like but he's not like Ken like Ken Patera could have won, was drunk instead, went to jail. Like you understand like <laughs> <laughs> drunk drunk jail jail jail. Yeah, Ken Patera is uh, is not the guy you want to be modeling your shit after. A guy who's just a fucking menace to society. Like, he switched from being an Olympian to the carniest of all the carnies very quickly. He acted like a man with multiple concussions, even though he was a weightlifter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the guy who in Ric Flair's book was like, this is the guy who taught me how to party, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No party's complete unless you show your dick to someone smaller than you, so they're in fear that you're going to put it places they don't want it. I'll never forget when Roddy Piper and I were drinking, and he was like, you've never done cocaine until you're dead. And I was like, I've been dead for six years. <laughs> um, here's something See, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, apropos of nothing, about people being di- dying and still alive. And this is something I heard on a podcast that's literally haunted my life ever since I've heard it, and I need to share it with people. So if okay. there was a specific type of car accident you can get that can damage your internal organs, but your brain okay. goes into such shock, you can be legally dead and alive for up to an hour afterwards, walking around, Jesus. talking, You'll have no idea. Doctors and paramedics can literally like take your vitals and be like, this person's about to die. They're all you can do yeah. is literally just like soon shock will, uh, will, uh, uh, wear off and she will experience the horrible kiss of death. <laughs> or maybe the sweet release into another life where Kurt Angle's TNA career is, uh, booked very well. Oh my God. She goes to in heaven. Kurt Angle's TNA career is this a long, slow burn. Uh, of a feud with Samoa Joe, uh, over which the times he has limited feuds with Christopher Daniel. Imagine a Christopher Daniels fucking Kurt Angle match, which is just the story of Kurt Angle trying to put the fucking, trying to clip the wings of the fallen angel. Hello, Mike Tanay. You could have said that loudly while wearing a tuxedo. Do I have to do everything for 2000s era TNA? Do I have to do everything for before 2010 TNA? <laughs> It's crazy, man. Well, here's what... Uh, well, I wanted to mention this. I kind of skipped it over because I said we were going to talk about the main event mafia, but they do have that great match, Samoa Joe and uh, Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle just dresses like a dude from UFC 1, and they actually build up like it's a real fight, even though that's stupid, but here's the thing. Wrestling is basically what you want to see from sports, so Samoa Joe wins. Here's the other thing. I mean, they've... By this time, they have completely compromised the, like, Samoa Joe machine character. I don't know if this is... No, because that's coming up. 2008 is when Samoa Joe comes back and just has a knife <laughs> on him at all times. Oh, yeah, but yeah. for some reason only threatens people and never uses it, and he's a good guy. I That's a great one. Let's also not and ever then, forget... And uh, Scott Steiner says you're, like, your stomach is all tits or something to him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a compliment. <laughs> you understand Scott Steiner? Did stomach. <laughs> Scott Steiner. Have was you seen comp- the new Scott Steiner video where he used <laughs> he's working out <laughs> and then women just like straddle him? No, I have not seen that. I have seen the various YouTube videos trying to figure out what the fuck happened to his pecs, where they're like, I, I, I don't fucking know. I'm a doctor, and I'm like, I would say he's dead. I, th- I would say that's that's a new type of. <laughs> we found super aids, and it's in Scott Steiner's chest. Well, that's just one of those things, man. When you get to a certain age, I'd say when you get to 40, uh, if you're like a muscle dude, you just got to be like, I do yoga now. <laughs> like, you just got to concentrate on having fun down the line, buddy. You can't be not doing yoga. Then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's also one of those things where it's like, who knew DDP would be the healthiest looking wrestler in 2017 with a botched facelift? Do you understand? Like, DDP. Yeah, he really didn't. That, that's not a good one. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing a DDP mask that they glued badly to his skull. <laughs> well, he. You have to remember, he looked good even for a wrestler in the '90s. Andy was already like 36. No, no. There's the type of guy he that w- debuted at 36. He was mid 40s. Like that was the thing. Like that's crazy. The thing that pisses me off and will always piss me off about DDP is because WWE won, and for some reason Vince McMahon is like, "No way, that old woman could be a champion." Um, they <laughs> yeah. won't recognize. It was like that guy was so fucking over with the like I yep. as a kid because I was. It's weird. I'm one of the few people that's like I watched way more WCW than WWE. Like I came back to the WWE WrestleMania like right before WrestleMania 15, but I was gone. WrestleMania 12, like it worked. It was like oh Kevin and Diesel and Razor Ramon are over here, and it's like great. That's and they're gonna be friend. They're friends with Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan's cool now. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great. Sorry, I completely forgot. Good like, point. Really, that was a uh, good point. Good point, Dylan. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Dog. Fuck you. You're fuck you. I'm gonna fuck shit. you like Jeff Jarrett fucks Karen Angle every night peacefully and well, quietly. If you, if you like. WCW, then you must have loved the main event. I loved it. I loved this it. Is I did. I'm trying to do the NWO. They tried to do the NWO literally once every two years in this company. And this is, this is like version 86 of them doing the NWO. This is my favorite one because it's, we're going to do the NWO, but we got our wardrobe from Moore's the suit company. <laughs> 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 they did. They did. None of these suits look good at all. <laughs> you can't put Scott Steiner in a suit. Hello, we need a pool cover that we can fashion into a fucking blazer <laughs> for this fucking wide-backed fuck. The only guy who well, that's a- who looks good in a suit is fucking Kurt Angle. And it's clearly because he was like, well, I'm not going to go to the suit fitting that Dixie Carter's holding at her, at her dad's house. I'll use some of my <laughs> money. Like, as by the way, whenever wrestlers are like, that's a tough business, you make a... You don't make a lot of money. It's like you look at the TNA payroll and you're like, you guys all did very well. Like you all are very well-paid fake fighter people. Like, and I understand they're all going to get concussions, but it's just one of those things where it's like, like fucking a teacher in its last year is going to make as much as Kurt Angle did for the year when he was the main event. He was the Arn Anderson of the main event mafia. I take that back. He was the Tully Blanchard of the main event mafia. Was he the Tully Blanchard? Who was the leader then? I always, it seemed to me that Sting was the leader, which was a terrible idea. I think because the idea was that they're all the leader type thing. Well, it is. You have to have one clear guy, but he was like the champ. 
He was the all-time champ, and he held the title mostly. Nah, but he lost. He lost it to Jarrett in. And I remember watching this match, and it's literally as they're in the ring, you're just like, "Well, one of these guys just dropped the microphone on my bed." Um, one of these. Ooh, try to fuck the mic. Uh, 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 I'm Ron Swanson. Uh, uh, you're Tammy too. <laughs> pissing me, pissing me. Give me your garbage. <laughs> oh God damn it! Give me your garbage and put it in me. <laughs> so. You know what? Kurt Angle took some time off. You want to know why, John? Oh, probably because a doctor saw him in an airport and was like, excuse me, sir. Um, there seems to be something between your body and head. Oh, that's my neck. Oh, no. No, it's not. that that that's dead. Your neck's dead. You're right. He had a neck injury. <laughs> of course again, he did. And he was like, oh, I'll <laughs> take some time off and come back. And his company was like, you know, if you fall the wrong way, you could never mind. We have an idea. Here's what it is. You guys are Italians. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like the FBI, but serious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I That is what the main event mafia was missing, was just Nunzio and Big Sal Graziano. Oh, God. Because well, their theme song was like, and the thing was every TNA song was just a sound effect and then a, some the shittiest like public domain techno music. So their theme song was like, uh, was it? Da-na-na-na-na-na. Just the fucking worst shit in the world. They did do one cool. They one of the coolest spots I've ever seen, though. I forget who was wrestling. I think it was Steiner. Wrestling. I don't know. Someone was wrestling, and Booker T's on the outside, and he just throws a main event mafia shirt. Like the guy, the face is doing a comeback, throws a main event mafia shirt over the guy, like perfectly on the guy's head, and it's actually wrapped around his head. And then the, I think Steiner or whoever just does their finisher and wins the match. But that was like fucking. I was like, this angle sucks, but that was like a very well done spot. It just sucks that they use that in this match for these people. Well, again, <laughs> you know what I mean? The thing with TNA and Kurt Angle is the best. Let's run down who the main event Wafia was, oh, actually. Oh, never forget. It's Scotty Steiner, Heel Sting, Heel Sting. I can't remember. I don't think because of technical difficulties, you I've know already. the guy you hate, Sting? I love Sting. I don't really love Sting. He's fine. Sting was. Was goddamn great. Scott Steiner, Sting, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash. Oh, I guessed this before, yeah. but we deleted it. Fuck, I knew who the fucking fifth guy was. Booker T, Taz at one yeah. point, Charmel in a managerial role. Yeah. Anyone else? I think that's it. Sorry, I'm just going to check. I think that's everyone. They brought them back again during the Aces and Eights angle without Kevin Nash, I believe. By the way, Kevin Nash was solidly employed by TNA for so long. Like, it's fucking crazy how long that guy has been able to earn paychecks. Okay. It's bana- AJ Styles might have been in it at one point because, remember, with the NWO angle comes, you need to make the sting. So they'd always be like, AJ Styles, you do that. I just want to wrestle and not talk. Mm, instead, we're going to give you a 20-minute promo. Ask me no more questions. <laughs> okay, so here's the complete main event mafia. Uh, all the people that were in it. You got the original members, which were Scott Steiner, Booker T, Kevin Nash, and Sting. That was the original members, so Sting was kind of the leader, right? And then you got Kurt Angle, who was added. You got Samoa Joe, Tracy Brooks, Jennifer Moras- Jenna Moraska, who won uh, Survivor the Amazon. Yep. Magnus. What? And later on, Quentin Rampage Jackson, because he was in an episode of Impact. Oh, yeah, Rampage Jackson. Where they were going to, like... Because he signed a deal with TNA to be both a fighter and a wrestler, and then did one match, and they were like, 
That's Another great thing about TNA. Not the Rampage wasn't great. It was just like they were like, oh no, actually, you'll legit hurt yourself and won't be able to fight if you do start doing wrestling. Yeah, nothing, nothing better in TNA than like, what's that disgraced celebrity? Come here. Get me Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> I'm so amazed. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones. The Pac-Man Jones thing's hilarious. Listen, if they if Aaron Hernandez would have been able to make bail, he would have been on an episode of Impact faster <laughs> than you can say fucking Vince Russo. Like Jesus Christ. The Massachusetts so the Massachusetts murderer. <laughs> Give it up for Well, I mean the Fed used John Wayne Bobbitt. Admitted wife beater who got his dick cut off. Come here, you're a baby face manager for our porn star character. Like that's fucked. Oh, uh, you are talking about that that was for Val Venus, right? They didn't bring him yeah. into... Okay, I was like, don't tell me they then brought him into TNA. That would be the worst. <laughs> they probably did. They probably did. So Again, for those of you, the, by the way, because I mean, we have some younger listeners who may not be aware of it, um, in the Fed, they had Val Venus. Val Venus's character was he fucks people's wives. So they had him, they had <laughs> him fuck the manager of Kai and Tai's uh, wife, who was also Taka Michinoku's sister, and then there was an yep. episode of Raw where that guy chased Val Venus around with a samurai sword saying, choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Oh, yeah, choppy, choppy, pee-pee. <laughs> if you guys want to see what, how wrestling's changed, you know people like, I, I fucking miss the Attitude Era, no, man. You don't. I, I miss it so fucking much because uh, people don't just do a really offensive stereotypes and cut off each other's dicks anymore. Here's what I do want them to happen. Because next year, WrestleMania... It's the 20th anniversary of the Austin era, 20th anniversary of the Attitude Area beginning. So yeah. there is some speculation on the internet that they're going to do a fucking Attitude Era gimmick battle royal. And that, my friends, is going to be so difficult to explain in the PG era. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's the guy who used to fuck everyone's wives. Oh, okay. Who are those four Asian guys dressed like bad, like bad teenagers? Oh, that's Kai and Tai. That's who the DX gimmick was ripped <laughs> off of, but they never mentioned it. And instead, um, for some reason, one of them was named Dick Togo, which sounds like a jack-off noise. <laughs> they choppy, choppy, pee-pee. Oh, good. Oh, who are those guys in tie-dye? Oh, that's the oddities. That's when Vince McMahon literally was like, get it? They're retarded. So it's funny that they were tie-dye. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I really hope, I really hope uh, the, head, the headbangers come out, but... He's but Chaz is still a beaver cleavage. Oh, that I get. I was literally about to say, and who's that guy fucking his this guy's mom? Leave it to Beaver, but his mom's hot, and he fucks his mom. <laughs> he fucks I think he's a grown mom. man pretending to be a kid. Is what the character is just to fuck his mom? Like it's legitimate. By the way, how they saved that was then he just became a guy wrestling in Joe boxer shorts, which is a brand from 1999 that I remember well. Very uncomfortable boxer shorts. Um, it's just me, Chaz. I'm from Jersey. All right, accept it. Yeah, but no gimmicks needed. No gimmicks needed only works if your dude is Chris Kane. Like, super it, good it, at wrestling. Yeah, it super only good at wrestling if, like uh, Kirk Angel. Yeah. Oh my God, Kirk Angel Segway. doesn't need a fucking gimmick. Oh God, that was the best. Kirk Angel. Chris. <laughs> Chris Benoit was always my favorite, and Chris Benoit. <laughs> Chris Benoit. So. This uh, this we kind of move into uh, so Angle leaves the main event mafia. Um, he has various feuds, one of which was with uh, a debuting Nigel McGuinness, where they did the fucking classic like Kurt Angle comes in supporting young talent. Which is the other thing is like the reoccurring theme in Kurt Angle's TNA career is them him saying like these young guys are really good, 
and uh, him being 45 and like looking like because Kurt Angle cl- just looked different. Like you could see it was like I have to stop working out every other part of my body. I only work on my neck so I can walk around. So uh, he works out a ton and he kind of looks like a weird. He looks super muscular, but only the neck. And then the rest is kind of like falling apart weirdly. So uh, Nigel McGuinness debuts, beats beats him up, and then classic TNA thing, knocks him out, uh, puts him over huge, and then they have a match at the end of the month, and he uh, loses to uh, Nigel McGuinness, but it's two out of three falls. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I think it's really important for a character to debut like really solidly, mm. not have him show any weakness for like a couple months. Yeah, that's why you stagger debuts. You don't have a bunch of guys come in at the same time. You want to get someone established, get them into a program, make it inter- It's why the Shield breaking them up in the way that they did was bad because now you have three guys to program when what you want to do is keep them together and slowly have them do their own thing and separate and either slowly yeah. fade or one guy clearly elevates. So that tells a story again. I shouldn't be able to come up with this that clearly improves the billion dollar product, but Hey, that's the world where you in. might not, you might not know, right? Like Kurt Angle, it might've been like, all right, Desmond Wolf's going to go over you, Kurt. And he was like, Nope, two out of three falls. I get one fall also by contract. Uh, amount. I'm the most important person in this company. But he so again, I, 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 w- I would agree. And in the like, Kurt, okay, and in the Kurt Angle thing, it's like that actually isn't it, two out of three falls isn't a bad idea because if he gets one fall on Kurt, it's actually a good thing. Get him to have a fall on Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle still wins, but he's like, I still have a fall on Kurt Angle. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. The TNA's problem was they never sort of protected and used the older talent that they did. Kevin Nash is, because he's so tall, they never think to do this, but make him a fuck it. His best thing he ever did was be the bodyguard Diesel and just have Diesel talk. Oh my God, it's perfect because all you need to do is he rolls out and you're like, well, that guy's seven feet tall and Christopher Daniels is four foot 11. If he punches him, that's going to hurt him. So you just do shit like that. But no, Kev- yeah, Kevin they did that though. They did that. They did that in spades with uh, Nash was with Alex Shelley, and it was like the whole thing was like Nash would just come in as like an old man with gray hair and just beat the shit out of all the X division, and then the championship means nothing. But like, that's you again, can't- you can't. You got to use it sparingly, as opposed to yeah. And Alex, that was a weird. Yeah. that was later. Oh God. Because again, so now we're entering into the time, it's 2009, 2010, so the other thing that's starting to come in, and what everyone's know is you now get the injection of Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan also arrives, everyone thinks that TNA is going to fucking really start kicking it in the dick, and opposite opposite, what happens instead? It gets so much fucking worse. <laughs> because this... So uh, the other is... thing that, of course, happens at this point is Jeff Jarrett is sent home. Kurt Angle and Karen Angle have divorced at this point because she is sick and tired of having to bail out the constantly DUI'd Kurt Angle. Um, oh, yeah. Jeff uh, Dixie Carter asks Jeff Jarrett about this because it's a giant HR issue. Jeff Jarrett denies it. It all becomes revealed because an anonymous TNA source calls into the Bubba the Love Sponge show and um, reveals the entire thing. Bubba Love Sponge is, at this time, Hulk Hogan's best friend. At this time, by the way, is also uh, around the time when Hulk Hogan is filmed fucking Bubba's wife. Um, oh, yeah, baby. On camera. Hogan is back. <laughs> Hogan's back. He's fucking your wife. That's what he does. Hogan. No mistake. Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> Here's how I would have handled the Hulk Hogan sex tape thing better if I was Hulk Hogan, which is... Okay. 
just get me and Gene Oakland on the steps of that courtroom and be like, that's right, brother. And when I see a clitoris, I run wild on it. And then he just poses. <laughs> and then you can feign that he was insane and has been for years. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just goes for the belt. Has he just left his wife at that time? We covered that in that episode, didn't we? In the Hulk Hogan journey. Oh my God, yes. The journey, the journey that paid off with... Us. playing him saying the n-word <laughs> the hogan thing at the end did you actually play that yeah i played him saying the n-word <laughs> over real american why wouldn't i i didn't like i didn't like put it on repeat or anything so it was like nah 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 i am a real nah 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 <laughs> like, that's not what happened <laughs> I always turn off. It's part of our history because Hulk Hogan is America. Does he have some good stuff? Absolutely. Is he charismatic and loud? For sure. Yeah. Is he racist? A thousand percent. Hulk Hogan is the wrestling equivalent of that black guy who goes around and converts KKK members. You're not going to get an argument <laughs> from me. <laughs> you played it. Look over. at that guy. He's just doing the Lord's work. I'm show, a real American. Um, other th- fun things that happened uh, during this era of TNA that don't involve Kurt Angle, Bubba the Love Sponge makes fun of Haiti, so Awesome Kong beats the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect, perfect thing to have happen. I will always remember the hatred. I really like the idea, yeah, just a shitty morning shock jock who's a dick, just actually getting, that's so good. Oh, God, he's, the, he's so fat. He was so fat at one point, his girlfriend had to wipe his asshole with a towel. No. Yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever heard in my entire life. It, it, there's an episode of Howard. So funny that there's an episode of Howard Stern where they talk about it, and Howard Stern gets so into the detail of the towel as I would be. I'm like, I want to know color white towel by the way, thick, thick beach towel. <laughs> they had to buy a new. They had to buy so many new ones from Walmart. Like he was like, wow, it was one of the most expensive things we ever had to buy. It was like, oh my god, just lose the weight, you fucking disgrace. <laughs> That's terrifying. Dylan. The man, uh, it's so weird that just because we like wrestling, we are now up to date on Florida shock jocks <laughs> who have fucking never eaten anything that's not fried in their life. It's sad that because of the other things I love, like the Opie and Anthony show, I still would have known who Bubba the Love Sponge is. I <laughs> I hate being the type of nerd that I am. Oh, some people are really into Quicksilver. That's good. They can talk to girls. Hey, ladies, do you want to listen to some 2010 era Opie and Anthony uninterrupted every minute of it <laughs> even the part where like women are whores and just to clarify i believe that and they're bad <laughs> yeah just to clarify that's true i'm cool with that i think 70 percent, uh, 70 cents on the dollar is too much for them to make mm. they can't handle the responsibility of money the- they're not humans they have small brains with idiot tits <laughs> here's what i know patrice o'neill is dead all their black people are bad now other, other fun things. So let's get into the fact that, like, how would you, John, throw this out there? Oh, yeah. Hypothetical. If you just take my uh, my current Beyonce and we broke up and you immediately started having sex with her, I would not be comfortable with going into a make-believe fake fight feud with you. You wouldn't. Afterwards. Interesting. And they just, like, he's like, that guy fucked your wife? Oh, that's real bad. Let's put it on screen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like to, there's stuff that's happened in all, my life that I won't even talk about at open mics, and no one's paying attention. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> Dylan and mine's romance is both on mic and off mic, and I know some of those secrets. And let me tell you, 
They are dark. Here's a little glimpse into me and Dylan's friendship. We we'll start a we have cried we'll in, in multiple long car journeys. <laughs> We'll start a GoFundMe and then we'll just tell secrets. Yeah, if you how does that sound, guys? If you guys, most people are just like, "Oh, here's another episode." We'll be like, "Go!" If you Patreon or something us, we'll try and figure out how Patreon works. If we get to five thousand dollars, we'll just start being like, "Jeez, I yeah." And then uh, I never told her that my name wasn't wrong. If you guys give my us, name is wrong. if you guys give us five thousand dollars. Um, Dylan will go through what I like to term as Dylan's wild year, mm-hmm. and I will reveal something about myself that one other person on the planet knows. <laughs> Good. And also, I'll uh, have sex with a prostitute and post it. <laughs> on- <laughs> Kurt Angle is in a feud with Jeff Jarrett. What the hell? And then, oh, and then the Immortal starts, which is like a yet another, oh, like, yeah. it's been a year and a half. Let's get another NWO in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought Fortune was the NWO. I get so confused on what Immortal was supposed to be. If it's supposed to, it's Hulk Hogan's faction. It just all, f- okay. It goes all fucking tits up and crazy. Can you explain what Immortal is again? I know we've explained it before, but I still get confused. It was them fighting Fortune, which is the TNA version of the Four Horsemen. And then... So, Fortune... Yeah, Fortune was the... Yeah, the TNA Four Horsemen. That was like Beer Money, AJ Styles, and Desmond Wolf. And Immortal was also a heel. Uh, <laughs> it was also a heel faction. Lasted for two years. Here's some. Here's some of the People that were in uh, Immortal. Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were the lead. So we had and they're Abyss, bad Jeff guys. Hardy, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, these are heels. Abyss, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett. Also, here are some... Uh, and also, Bully Ray and Chris Harris from America's Most Wanted. That guy... Do you ever see the Chris Harris match in NXT? I think he debuted in the Fed a couple later, and he was just, like, clearly... He was just so fat, and he, they clearly called him, and he was like, what? Why? Right. <laughs> I'm fine, though. And then he just showed up, and they were like, you're super fat. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, fire me. Sick. Thanks for the 100 Gs. Yeah, because it was him him and James Storm, and James Storm is still kind of around, because he was then also in Beer Money Incorporated with Bobby Roode, if memory serves. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. No, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, he was uh, in uh, Beer Money uh, that was the m- far better tag team. J- James, uh, I thought America's Most Wanted was great, but James Storm clearly better than Chris Harris, which is crazy because like, when you looked at them wrestling as a tag team, you're like, oh, fuck, Chris Harris is the star here. Oh, He very much was the, he very much looked like the Lance Cade to James Storm's Trevor Murdoch. I disagree entirely. Trevor Mur- Cade and Murdoch should have been Vince McMahon's bastard sons and also were great. <laughs> All right, and uh, here are some other members of Immortal. Oh, no. Why are there so many members? There's so many. Why the fuck? Does it, wh- who the fuck? Gunner oh, Hernandez. no. Jackson James. Karen Jarrett. Kurt Angle. Uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Mr. Anderson. Murphy, because they had Gunner and Murphy. Even Ric Flair, Rob Terry, Scott Steiner, and Tommy Drew. How is Ric Flair in a... Uh, Boo, I boo you, Immortal. So they were bad. Here's, here are the mentors of Fortune. Uh, <laughs> someone on Wikipedia goes to the fucking time to make the exact date they joined Fortune. Oh, no, they didn't. The exact date they exit, yeah. So I, am, I feel got... so sorry for the woman that's chained behind a grate in that guy's house. <laughs> 
Chris Soon Daniels, you're going to join Doug the Williams. Immortals. <laughs> Doug Williams, Bobby Roode, James Storm, Kazarian, AJ Styles. Oh, they really fucked up. We talked about that in our first episode. Uh, eight, but they really fucked AJ Styles there. Oh, um, I'm a so there was. I'm a, a Christian man that doesn't swear. Hang stables. out with the opposite of that, Mister Richard Fleer. <laughs> this the last fucking stable he's in too. Yeah, because he joins Immortal, of course, Cordang. And then what happens? Because he leaves Immortal. What happens after that, John? Without looking. I'm gonna guess. He does. Okay, let me think. I think he has a neck injury and needs to recover again. Why would he have a neck injury when he's so motivated to succeed? Because he's in the new main event mafia. Oh, angle so good that they did it again. <laughs> oh, it's no. so good because they they main event mafia reunites when aces and eights becomes a threat. Because this is yeah. Oh, that's right. This is this is aces. This is NWO versus NWO. So yeah, because that's what happens. And here's the other thing, though, most importantly, is that the reason that the Aces and Ace didn't really work is because people liked, the, like, liked Sons of Anarchy. They weren't bad guys. No, they were really and good. Just, like, so clearly, so clearly just a ripoff of Sons of Anarchy completely. Like, Bray Wyatt is, like, supposed to be the... Bray Wyatt's pretty much the true detective guy, and Sister Abigail is the fucking, like, uh, cult thing that he was like everyone know, pretty much knows that but he's far enough away from being the villain and true detective essentially that it's okay but with uh, aces and ace they were just like straight up this is sons of anarchy we tried to get Jax, but he wouldn't do it because he's actually british and a nerd oh yes no it's um the thing with aces and eights it was also happening but it was also so poorly thought out and they didn't do things like make sure that they're going to get eric bischoff to show up who was supposed to be the leader so much so that he yeah. filmed some vignettes so it would have worked um and instead they just are like oh it's actually bubba ray ask us no more questions like it's so <laughs> fucking well also they do dumb shit like like they're attacking Kurt Angle here with like but with hammers. It's like you can't gimmick a hammer. <laughs> it doesn't like hitting someone with a hammer is is not very theatrical whatsoever. And also, it just doesn't look good on tape to like just smoke a guy with a hammer. And it's like, oh, that's done now. Oh yeah, well I guess uh, even in the back row they could see you fucking. Oh no, you I legitimately cracked his skull. I don't know why they're not cheering. Oh, well, it's because it's all very scary and this is supposed to be fake, guys. Yo, what happened? We were trying to nope didn't. Or, oh, we gimmicked the hammer. What does that mean? We used a ball peen. It's smaller. <laughs> so he basically, um, for the last couple of years of his career, he's wrestling less and less. If we thank fucking God. Yeah. But he's still, like, let's make no mistake. I know he skirted over this TNA career uh, because, admittedly, I'm not a big fan of TNA. Uh, John didn't really watch TNA during this time. I think I can. It's. Right, it's, so, I, 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 I would clue in. You can tell when I started watching TNA because it's like, oh, the Aces and Eights. This might be a good. This is terrible. Fuck, 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 fuck. Bye. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. But that, because Ugh. because here's the thing. Like, the thing. It almost made me mad. It almost made me more frustrated. It just really made me like kind of like sad that like AJ Styles and Kurt Angle during the, these immortal and like being in fortune. The Immortal Fortune feud have some of the best matches like ever, but they're not like 
they don't mean anything because like the storyline is so fucking dumb. Like AJ Styles is pretending to be Ric Flair, but he's just full on landing on his neck for German suplexes for Kurt Angle. And like they're going back and forth in these crazy forty-minute matches that are amazing. It's it, but they and then they're letting the old guy win at the end. They let Kurt Angle win at the and end. And the thing is, by the Which way, Kurt, Kurt Angle after Aces and Eights becomes deflated. TNA is basically falling apart. Apart. Fuck. Apart. Apart. Don't say it again. It was a plart. <laughs> it was a plart. They're falling apart. Um, slowly and surely, they go to the four, they're in the four-sided ring era again. Then they go back to the six-sided ring. They finally, limply, finally, Kurt Angle's like slowly gearing up to retire and they don't want him to because he's still a ratings draw and they don't know what to fucking do and they do crazy things like they do the fucking we're looking for the next greatest TNA star and then fucking people go rogue and put people into the next round that aren't supposed to which is what happens when you give Ric Flair a live mic and T- and Kurt Angle <laughs> still fucking there and Sting becomes the fucking Joker and Kurt Angle's still there they do the NWO again and Kurt Angle's still there Kurt Angle goes well, that's away the thing, right? to get his neck fixed and he's still there Kurt Angle gets diagnosed with neck cancer because he's had so many fucking neck surgeries and then he's still fucking there <laughs> EC3 well, that's the becomes the champion and still wrestles Kurt Angle think about all think about how he debuted in, in TNA and what his character was and then what his character was when he exited right like you think about here you say debuts in WWF he's smug olympic clean athlete man and then at the end he at the wwe run he's like yeah wrestling machine uh badass right and then he starts out as wrestling machine badass in tna and at the end of his career he's wrestling machine badass like there was no i know it sounds fucked up considering he's an olympic wrestler but they didn't really try anything like really new with the character. Never once. Other than, like, he got really stubbly. He looked like a thumb dipped in dirt a bit at points. And he did, like, he did a good job. Like, I'm, no one's saying he's not, the, that this isn't, like, impressive matches. Like, I mean, match-wise, this guy's still doing fucking, he did a fucking missed moonsault spot off the top of a cage with his body. Like, he still was in his body. He didn't switch into someone else's fresh body. Yeah, that was with a, old man yeah, that, beat up body. That spot was in the candidacy in the candidacy of Donald Trump, the current president. <laughs> Kurt Ang- surprise, surprise! He is a Republican. I just like to make that. Clear. Oh, really? Well, that is not something that I'm shocked at all. Oh, oh, the man who oh, the man who can't turn can't even turn his head left. That's how much he loves Donald Trump. <laughs> so. Um, but the thing is he's doing like when, and then impact cause they changed from TNA to impact rest and they kind of, they start using him like normally and you should kind of use him as a big fight guy, but they're still putting him over the, like you're, and it's the same exact problem that the WWE does where it's like you put over the guy who's coming in once every four months for the guy who's, and the guy who loses is the guy you have to put on TV and then rate same problem. Yeah, because they, they, but, and the, the one thing I will say is Kurt Angle's character it evolved, but it never fucking, it never refreshed. He was always the same guy and was still, yeah. Yeah. It's just, ugh. he, well, he mean like he's, he's got the whole package. He really is one of the best wrestlers of all time. Just wrestling wise. It's just frustrating that they wasted all these great years of wrestling. We could have watching where like 
technically what makes a match good, uh, like people say all these AJ Styles Kurt Angle match was great, but if the storyline is just fucking dog shit and no one cares about it, then there's like, why do I care that you guys are just very good at this craft? You know? It's kind of like, yeah, if you want a birdhouse and someone gives you a birdhouse, it's really nice. You're like, thanks. And if you don't want a birdhouse and then someone has a bird, you're just like, oh, I, that that's good, I guess. Like, no one gives a shit. You know? That's why when everyone was like, oh, you should watch the AJ uh, Angle matches, I was just like, why? They're for And I'm on YouTube. I've already watched it. I can see the time signature. I'm just waiting. But that's another thing. I don't... I'm one of those weird wrestling fans where I like don't like to know what happens. <laughs> Some people just are like, Boo. Oh, it doesn't matter who Boo. Yeah. I'll just watch. I watch the movement of their bodies. Like, I want to know. I want to be surprised. All right? Surprise me. Yeah, I don't... Take it out. Like, I have to watch... Make me suck it. For the other wrestling podcast I do, because I don't talk about this nonsense enough, I, um, I watch... I do alternative comedy to wrestling pay-per-views with Brendan Burns, and we have to do WrestleMania, which is a seven-hour show, which I tried my hardest not to know what happened, and then the fucking Undertaker had to retire, and it's like, well, fuck. I need to now know. <laughs> you can still, like, I always do that with UFCs. I just go blank on, uh, and just watch whatever fight I can actually, like, watch without knowing what happens. I don't even if it's an undercard fight. It's nice to it's nice for the boys, you know. Agreed. I gotta say this, by the way, is Matt Her uh, Matt Hurdy. Fuck, Matt Hurdy has replaced Kurt Angle in the. This man is in his forties, and his body looks good for a forty-year-old, but not for a forty-year-old wrestler. Matt Hardy has the. Um, Matt Hardy has the HBK punch dance too, like. People are gone for a while, and they come back, and his 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 punch stance is now straight up. Like his back is straight in the fucking air. He's got to get that get that chin out there. Let him let him have a let him have a shot at. Yeah, baby. So Kurt Angle give him a Kurt target. Angle leaves TNA, and as we all know, he's back in the WWE as the guest or as the GM now. Um, and we'll see how that goes. He's supposed to wrestle one more match. Uh, apparently, they're thinking of clearing him. As we said earlier, or didn't say earlier. We did say that earlier. thinking of clearing him um, f to wrestle another match. And for love of fucking God and all that's fucking holy, I hope it's not A, not with Brock Lesnar. And B, I hope that it's with some other... Per like if they sign... There's a, old, there's a UFC guy who just is a wrestler and now apparently he's taking to it really well. Like if they sign Matt Riddle, I hope it's with Matt Riddle. Because then they can do a match that's just like, oh, they're fake amateur wrestling. So Kurt Angle only has to like roll over. He doesn't have to like take a flat... But if they fucking let him wrestle, he's going to do a moonsault. Miss a moonsault at the top of the fucking rope. And he's going to die. And they're just going to have fucking Masawa in the ring. It's going to be awful. I I think they're going to put him up against Kurt Angle and I'm or uh, Brock Lesnar and I'm fine they're with gonna him. Him, they're going to put him they're going to put him against Kurt Angle. Who the fuck are you, man? Well, I guess he can just not suplex. I uh, no, it's literally all I was thinking was I was just like they're going to put him against Kurt Angle. It's Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle and they're going to recreate the uh, shooting star press and but this time it's with Kurt Angle and they they want <laughs> him to die in the ring. They are going to next WrestleMania they do a shooting star press. What, and while he's like up there, he'll close his eyes. Then he opens them. Brock will be fucking everyone he's ever loved, <laughs> and uh, and then they'll like. And then his current wife will stab him in both eyes with forks as he tries to complete the shooting star. And then they'll 
and then they'll shit. All of them will have a shit that Brock mashes together into a fine. That'll be the end of Kurt Angle as we know it. All of the girls, will, John. All of uh, Kurt Angle. All of for some reason Sandman's kids will show up and be like, Kurt Angle, <laughs> we worship Raven. <laughs> You're our dad, Kurt. So, tell me this, John. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you really, really want. And then tell me what is the best thing about Kurt Angle. Foo. Foo? No. Best thing about Kurt Angle, I will say, is always has an ability, and to this day that's true, to make a big fight atmosphere in any match he's in. Okay. Explain that a little bit further. Because of the Olympic gold medal and the style that he wrestles, whenever he's in a match, it adds an, a level of realism and a level of like... Oh shit, he's gonna do something crazy. Best exemplified and fully captured when he was ECW Kurt Angle, where it's literally he's coming into the ring, he's low, he's got a fucking mouth guard, he's screaming and covered in sweat. And it's just, there's something about it, it's just this vicious, awful monster. It's basically, it's Suplex City, it's Brock Lesnar, but he cares about wrestling. Like imagine Brock Lesnar with some passion, and that's what Kurt Angle is at the best and he adds that i wouldn't say his entire career but i would say up until 2010 that's what he brought to every match big fart did not capture yeah. it on the mic it sounds weird but i think i can smell it from here i definitely heard it <laughs> like i heard it in my uh speaker so i mean congratulations you're a fucking loser <laughs> i win i'm a massive winner dylan what is your favorite thing about kurt angle it better not be the same as mine you fucking asshole well i guess it plays off of yours but the, during this during this run, I think my favorite uh, thing about him is is really that um, just he still like cares. Like it's there's so many stories funny, of him going that's, to airports. That's effectively my worst thing about Kurt Angle is it, that he still cares. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the worst for his health, but it's the best for us because, like I said, people were actually telling me to watch TNA matches because, in spite of like the creative. They had that this fucking guy still is missing. Like, there's, uh, yeah, there's a fucking arena full of tourists. Um, yeah, there's like a, a million people watching on Spike, but it's not really advertised at all. And he's fucking doing moonsaults off the top of a fucking cage on a pay per view that like 20,000 people bought. Like, he's essentially doing it for a house show audience. Like, that's what it is. 20,000 people see something, that's a, that's a fucking big uh, WWE house show. And he's missing a moonsault off the top of a fucking cage when John Cena and Randy Orton are doing a main event in Cleveland and there's 20,000 people there and the match ends with um, a RKO blocked into an FU. You know? Like... He cares so much, um, and I think it's his greatest asset, uh, and yeah, it, it, I think it's perfect, actually. They, if that's your uh, worst thing about him, I think it's perfect, because yeah, that's his greatest asset and his greatest fucking problem, is they don't fucking care. Like, who cares what happens in TNA wrestling? It's all you know he cares I mean? about. It's all he fucking cares about. Exactly, right? It's all I It's want. fucking, it's the best, and it's the reason he fucking, it's the, re it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing about that guy. His whole life is just, he cares too fucking much about just shit you shouldn't care about he should have just stopped if he would have just been like wrestled a couple times and then be like gave it a couple years he probably could have been back in wwe in like 2000 and they just got like a legacy deal because they need these guys they need guys who are going to come out of retirement for special events for like SummerSlam. they need a different way to differentiate SummerSlam from battleground or whatever right no they don't so, still great always great nice so that's what you get kurt angle or whatever
Like that's you got a guy like that, but he didn't wait. He plunged himself back, and now he's fighting. I don't know. Maybe he's doing good. I don't know. But like that Hall of Fame speech, he just looks like he's the guy. Looks like he you could the guy looks like you could like just kick him in the face, and he wouldn't notice your foot was coming. To- he looks fucked. So is that your worst thing? Is that uh, he's the he's a big boy? I am. It's the worst thing about this man that he legitimately is like this thing where they tell me who wins at the end. I'm still I'm still competing. I'm still winning. I am the only survivor from Foxcatcher Farms, earning <laughs> living in gold and not lead. I'm Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. It's true. It's tr- it's. He's going to die in the ring. He's going to die ugly and awful. We said it at the top I of the really show. Hope that, I really, really, really hope that doesn't happen. It's going <laughs> it's like it's to be bad. Like, he's he's the only guy that it's like, oh, you thought the Chris Benoit thing was grisly. It didn't take place over multiple states and involve a man suplexing a cop. <laughs> like... <laughs> 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 Jesus fucking Christ! It's so going I'd say, to I'd say, be awful. Yeah, I'd say his worst thing uh, um, during this era, kind of foresight. Not no. Maybe, maybe if this is the, I, maybe this is the equivalent of him doing like doing wrestling because he loves it or something. But I mean, you just can't be involved in these shitty storylines. Like he has carte blanche a hundred percent because there were. Because there were guys who were being paid by Panda Energy, and then there were people being paid by Spike TV, and Kurt Angle was one of the guys being paid by Spike TV. So if you have that much power that you're basically like, this is a TV show, like, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling was a TV show. Like, is still very much a TV show. And what I mean by that is that's how they pay all their fucking Yeah, bills, that's how the WWE, the, the thing is, is that what will eventually fuck the WWE is if and when USA goes we don't we can find another way to make the amount of money you draw on a monday night and we have we can stop splitting the ad revenue with you and that day will come sooner or later which is why they created the network so they have somewhere else to go yeah man well i mean that's what they and that's what they did they they basically gave a big fuck off to uh viewers choice and all that shit right but that's what i'm saying like impact wrestling very much so kurt angle as the highest paid star is a, like has a fucking ton so he does. He I don't totally think he. Reject. I by the way don't think he was the highest paid star. Say Hulk Hogan and Bischoff definitely got more than him. Flair probably got more than him. But you see, of these guys you're mentioning, he's the only one that can regularly wrestle. Yes. Well, that's true to a point. Mick Foley showed up and wasn't going to regularly wrestle, and yet he sure did towards <laughs> well, the doing end. Spot matches, but like this guy can go week in, week out. He'll wrestle. He will. So I think he's a bigger part to the company than these guys, right? So that's all my point is. I, I know. I, I totally see. He should have been like, "We're going to do the main event mafia," and he said, uh, "No." <laughs> but instead, he was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Well, that goes against to my point, which is this guy just he ju- all he wants. He's like Bret Hart. Bret Hart still is just sad he can't go into the ring and win every week. Like he just wants to win. Probably raised by yeah. probably raised by similar sociopaths who were like, eh, nah, nah. "Well, you listen to his you listen to his uh, Hall of Fame speech, right? Because his Hall of Fame speech was like, and then I started wrestling and I was immediately amazing. Like it was just him basically being like, "I'm really fucking good at wrestling." Just telling the crowd I am really good at wrestling, yeah. and even though, and all these people know is that his theme song was catchy, and you say you suck to it for all he knows, right? Like you're dealing with a different fan base. This fucking, it's been since his. It's been prime in the WWE. It's been eleven like years. Fucking twelve years. Ago. Yeah, it's been. A, yeah. Uh, the thing with him is, Doctor Tom Pritchard is one of the guys. He does all the conversion. So if you're a celebrity, he teaches you how 
to wrestle. And when he was teaching Kurt, Kurt Angle's entire life was don't go on your back. And he was taking like on your back bumps and was fine within the first two hours. And they're like, yeah, this guy's going to be just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. He's that's the the best thing about him is the worst thing about him. Exactly how you cued. I mine. He doesn't even, I just had to say another thing. It's great because he's, he tries super hard even when it doesn't. He's the guy in pickup basketball. Who's like setting picks and you're like, dude, I got to work on Monday. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Guy is a absolute competitor. Well, that is our two-part uh, uh, series on Kurt Angle. Thank you very much for listening. Give yourselves a round of applause. All right, give yourselves a round of applause there, uh, John Hastings. Give yourself a big round of applause. I will, Dylan. Thank you. John is in Snorway right now. I'm in Leeds. You're in Leeds. Oh, oh, I'm in Leeds. I'm a big fucking pussy. <laughs> everything is, everything is closed in Leeds. Um, everything is open. I am in Windsor. On, uh, yeah, but here's the I difference. Saw all a man, the, all I saw a man in a three-piece suit. I saw a man in a three-piece suit with his neck covered in tattoos of skulls. Mm-hmm. Same tattoo, covered. And I performed comedy for that man. So that's how my life's fucking going. So it's right going now. well. It's going well. You're making, you're making four figures this weekend. You're making a. It's a four-figure weekend for the Dillmeister. A uh, full-figured, four-figured weekend. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm end the episode now. John's going to... You suck. You drink suck. a bunch of... You pee. suck. You John suck. Hastings Salinger. You suck. You suck. John you Hastings suck. Salinger? Why am I going to drink... Why does J.D. Salinger drink pee? Because he drinks pee. I don't know. That's one of the rumors. I think he didn't release a book for too long, and they were just like, and I hear he drinks pee. <laughs> and everyone was like, cool. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. I don't care about his books. I don't think any of that's true, but I like it. Ah, he's a recluse. All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Buy our albums. You know what? If you see us in person, give us 10 bucks. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Dylan, are you still doing that thing at the end of shows, which is like, just walk up and give me money? Yeah. <laughs> Tips. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have any merch anymore. I'm tired of making comedy albums. Uh, I'd rather just work on one act for a bit, and uh, and I want tips. <laughs> it's the best, guys. I don't want to sell you anything. You're what you need. Buy a stupid, shitty thing you're just gonna have in your house. Who fucking cares? Just give me more money. Does it work? Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. Um, guys, for Dylan God. Some people are like, oh fuck, who cares? But then some guys are like, here's ten bucks, and I'm like, thank you. Yeah, you're getting me and those two guys who look like they're extras from a biker gang drunk. <laughs> I do want to say this. Excuse me, why is... Probably delete a, why is, a bunch of the stuff I meandered on about, but if you go to me and John's web, DylanAgot.com, the John, don't buy our comedy albums. Hearing them is shittier than just see them live, and then at the venue, walk us, walk up, give us 10 pounds. Give us $10, all right? Please. Give us five bucks. Give us five pounds. Also, guys, we're both doing we're both doing the Edinburgh Festival. Buy tickets to our yeah, shows. Yeah, give us five bucks there. By the way, buy tickets. I have a show. I have a show that's going on right now. If you guys, I don't care if you're not coming to Edinburgh. I don't give a fuck. Just I do. just sell the show out. Buy a ticket. Here's here's the thing. Yeah. It's I got a, it's a sixty seater room. If I can sell every ticket and no one's in the show, great. That's great. <laughs> please give me a paid night off give me that would be amazing 
All because all that happens then is the venue automatically adds an extra show for that day, which we can then sell, and I have to pay no fees on that, and I get all the money. There is eight hundred, eight hundred to a thousand people listen to this show in its first week. If all of you just go to the Edinburgh Fringe website, type in John Hastings, buy a ticket, just buy a ticket. If the show sells out next week, great. I, that's what I want. Just everyone. Sell the show up. Don't come. Don't come. You don't need to come. Just sell the show up. And I want stop this podcast, right? Stop the podcast right now. Fuck. <laughs> and then email me. <laughs> you have to. Okay? You told me all the fucking cum was. Do you want them to eat the cum? Did you say eat the cum? Dylan A got at gmail.com. Bye everybody. Bye 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 bye. In a whisper. You can play this part while you're masturbating. Three, four, two, a loop. One, one, come. <laughs> bye bye. Special enforcer for the 